time to squeeze in some motoring content with Ernest Page of changecars.co.za who is standing by to answer your questions. You can call us on 0214460567 or send a WhatsApp to 0725671567. Welcome back, Ernest. Always great to have you with us. Oh, fantastic to be back. And also fantastic to be back in Cape Town finally because lots of traveling has been happening and it's always nice to be home in the, in the mother city. Well, glad to have you safely back, Ernest. But the, the traveling has informed some of our content today, I gather. For a one thing, you have been spending some time attending the VW in Darba, finding out about the group's plans for new vehicles coming our way this year. Exactly. And everybody is asking the question, what's next for BMW? What cars are coming out next? And then also the big question that our listeners always ask, and that is when are they going to come out with more budget options? Mm. Because we know they sell the Polo, they sell many of them, they sell the T-Cross, many of those too. But we need more cars that fit sort of below that 300,000 or around the 300,000 mark, which VW, other than the Polo, doesn't really offer. So yeah. it was interesting to have that discussion. And many of my colleagues asked the question, what are you guys going to do about the lower budget segment? And what was their answer, Ernest? Well, they, they were a little bit tight-lipped about it. There wasn't <laughs> much talk about it. And nothing specific came out of it. Uh, my colleague, Irma Fenter from Engineering News, and I spoke about it afterwards and tried to gather a few tidbits here and there. And by all accounts, they have hinted at the fact that they're looking to bring in something that falls below their small SUV, the T-Cross. There's a new T-Cross coming, but they're looking to bring something below that. And that will more than likely be a Franks or a Kaiga competitor, which is around that 300,000 Rand mark. And I think they'd be well served to do that because South Africa needs more budget cars mm. and VW is supposed to be the people's car, so why not create more buzz for the people? So no official news on that uh, budget entry just yet, but I'm sure there's something in the pipeline. Well, we think there's something in the pipeline based on what was said uh, yesterday. Okay. Ernest, when we had uh, the VW um, group spokesperson with us or group head with us last year, we had a good laugh about the, the third model that was going to be produced at their Kariha facility. And you will remember listeners mm-hmm. suggested to her that they should call it the Marco Polo. Has the Marco yes. Polo got an official name yet or any official launch yes. date? No, not yet, but the Marco Polo, and I think we should just keep calling it Let's that. Do that. The Marco Polo will be around either uh, around 26, uh, 2026 or 2027. They are, again, very tight-lipped about that model. Um, And that will be the one that will be below the T-Cross. It will be uh, a petrol engine car. But here's what's interesting, is it's going to be built in South Africa. Um, It's the new car on the assembly line. But their strategy, VW's strategy, is to go into Africa. And that, for me, is the big news that that, that came out of this week. We always yep. knew that this was their plan. They've been working on it. And the lady we, you're referring to, Martina Bina, um, she's been talking about this for years now, having visited African countries, spoken to the politicians, set up you know, the infrastructure. And that's what they're starting to do over the coming months now. Um, there's a thing called SKD, where basically a car is sort of half-assembled and then put together in a factory. That's the way to launch new factories in different countries. You can't just set up a brand new factory because the overheads are just astronomical. You've got to sort local supply, etc. Right. So VW is quite smart about this. They're first going to set up these plants where the cars can be assembled 
but that car should be made in South Africa, the Marco Polo that is. And that is hopefully the one that slots in below the current uh, SUV lineup where the T-Cross falls at the bottom of that. And that should hopefully happen by 2026, 2027. And their big push, as I said, is to have more exports into Africa, to get Africa more mobile. Their focus is particularly on mobility in Africa. They see Africa as the next frontier specifically, and it's smart business as well on their side, specifically because the rest of the world is going electric, but Africa doesn't have to. I, I like VW's standing point, standpoint on that, where Africa doesn't have to go fully electric because it just, we just can't do it yet. We're not where Europe is in many, many ways. So it makes sense for us to go, okay, cool, let's separate ourselves in some ways from the rest of the world and run Africa as Africa needs to be run with maybe more petrol and diesel models. But having said that, have they said anything about introducing electric models here as well, if there might be an appetite for them? Indeed, they have. And I think everybody's not hedging their bets on one outcome here. So VW is no different. They had the ID4 at the launch the other day, yesterday, Mm -hmm. and uh, that will go into the press fleet, which means uh, myself and my colleagues will be driving it first, just like we did the Golf electric car a couple of years ago. So what they do is they give it to journalists for an extended period, and then we log the data on the car, do a six-week period with a vehicle. They take the data and take our feedback on what the lived experience is like to have an electric car in South Africa. It's very clever. For example, the Eastern Cape now has just installed a whole bunch of uh, electric chargers and they're busy upgrading the infrastructure there. But what is that like in reality? It would be foolish to just start selling cars and then your clients suffer the consequences thereof. So what they're doing is giving these cars to journalists to test for extended periods of time and then seeing if it's actually possible and working. So the ID4 was the car that was at the uh, event yesterday. Very attractive electric SUV. But I also think maybe a little bit too soon. So VW is just going to let it seep into the country and for now focus on petrol models. Okay. Ernest, before we move on to to squeeze in a quick uh, piece of feedback from last week's show, uh, what they did tell you was the the Volkswagen T-Cross facelift is coming in the third quarter, the new VW Tiguan launching in the third quarter as well. Uh, Before then, though, I believe it's in the second quarter, there's also a Touareg facelift coming. Is that correct? Yeah. The new Touareg is a heavily updated version and uh, it will be available in the middle of 2024. Touareg's always been a bit of a winner. A depreciation hit every now and then if you're buying a big, expensive SUV. So maybe the second-hand market is going to look very good for the older model Touareg, but uh, a winner for them. But I, I do think, though, the, the, the focus uh, of many of our questions this week, yes, we like the new Touareg. Yes, we think the new Tiguan's a gorgeous car, and the T-Cross, obviously, I think caught our eye the most because South Africa, I think, is looking more for budget options at this stage. But VW's lineup is solid and and they are moving towards that sort of mid-premium segment. So it makes sense for them to have the Tiguan and the Touareg. All right. Well, then let's finish, Ernest, with the feedback for the question that came in last week. We had a listener who wrote in to say they were thinking of buying a secondhand Mazda 2 for their uh, new driver in the house, their 18-year-old having just got her license, and was wanting to know how well those do in the secondhand market. They're considering a 2019 model. What did you find out when you did some research? So I spoke to my colleague Mike about the Mazda 2 and specifically about Mazda. And one of the things that, that what was interesting that came up is that Mazda makes fantastic cars. In fact, Mazda is one of Mike's favorite brands. The issue, though, with Mazda is that they shouldn't have changed the name. They should have kept the 2 as the Mazda 323, which we all know and love. 
And then I think they would have sold so many more of those cars. But based on my experience, based on Mike's experience, you can't go wrong with them as the interiors are fantastic. They do suffer with some uh, underpowered engines in their bigger cars, but not the Mazda 2. So I do think that's a yes from me and the team that the Mazda 2 is a go. All right, Chris, good luck to her and I hope she'll be safe behind the wheel. Lucky girl to be getting a Mazda or any car for that matter. (laughs) Ernest, thanks for doing that follow-up research for us. I'll be sending you questions about a Fiat and a Subaru, which have come through just too late for us to pose them to you today. But to the people who sent them, we will start there at the beginning of next week's motoring segment. Ernest, drive safely in the meantime, please. Thank you so much. Appreciate the well wishes as always. Chat next week. Ernest Page of changecars.co.za.